Welcome into Baltimore Sports Today, the daily podcast from the Baltimore Sports Report Network. This is episode 389 for Friday, April 21st, 2017. I'm Zach Will from BaltimoreSportsReport.com. Joined, as always, by my good pal, Jabby Burns. Happy Friday, Jabby Burns. Oh, it's a Friday, everybody. And usually I'll go into some bad shtick about what you should do to your boss and how you could get fired and all that kind of stuff. Don't do that. Keep your job because you'll be like Jake English soon, not having television, having to listen to the radio instead of watching your beloved birds as you have one of the most widely popular podcast on the Orioles network. Uh, I, I mean, I love Jake English, but I don't know what he's doing with his life. You cut the cord for a reason, Zach. You know, a reason to not do it. But for my boy, Jake English, who lives within the 410 uh, area code here, I, let, let's start us kick. We're going to start a GoFundMe. We're going to do some things for our boy, Jake English and get it. So that guy can watch himself some baseball and doesn't have to listen to Jim Hunter. Not that I would ever condone this, but uh, there are ways in which Jake can mm. watch baseball yeah but he's like you he's not a savage like like i would be and some of the others that out there he's not gonna steal and do that kind of piracy that you're speaking of well i'm not even talking about piracy you can okay you can can have mlb tv and you there are ways in which you can watch in baseball that's all i'm gonna say not that i would condone it not that i have any experience doing it but it can be done. It can be done. You know little, of people that have done such activities. Indeed. A little yes. simple Googling, and you can watch some HT baseball in market. All I'm going to well, say. I watched, I watched some baseball yesterday, Zach, and uh, it's a big show Friday, of course. Let's uh, rock the red today. Big game five for the Caps. We'll get oh, to that. Yes. Uh, I would actually call it a monster game five, but I thought game four was the biggest game. And, and as these hockey playoffs continue, Zach, every game is the biggest game. Yeah, uh, Mrs. Mrs. Burns is learning that quickly as, as uh, Jackson continues <laughs> to say, it's the biggest game, Mom. I can't go to sleep. I, I got to go. I got to watch the third period. You know, I love that. I've I created that. a monster created a monster uh raven schedules out so if you're into those kind of things uh well I'll, i guess i can talk about it i don't care because i'm barely into my team i know the titan schedule i do know that uh want to talk about your your father who who is probably one of my just an idol to me uh somebody that i look me up too. to deciding to rip off a great bit uh that lebron and me have come up with and um as he as he as he texted me and said flattery is something of the whatever the cliche is zach you're good at those uh what imitation is this yes there you go um so we'll take credit for that so he's got a couple teams to get through but let's let's start what let's start right with what you sent last night during our little chat that we have and uh i love it there's nothing better than you know going back and forth i got like 13 oriole text parties my wife thinks i'm an animal luckily i'm not texting any girls i can guarantee you that a lot of dudes on my text (laughs) party um but i think what you wrote and i think it was one of the best things uh i have seen at the end there you said what a perfect game for the Orioles for for Manfra. Um, <laughs> Rob Manfred, a, a ten yeah. a ten inning game ends at nine fifty. He had to have a chub in his trousers. Two hours and thirty seven minutes for an extra inning game. Which, by the way, it rained pretty heavily during uh, the latter half of that game. Right? I mean, yeah. it was it was a rainy game. Uh, I mean, I guess that's what happens when you score three runs total between the two teams. When when you have one starter, a lot of goes, strikeouts. One starter that goes eight innings, throwing 101 pitches, holding the team to one earned run and striking out 11. That being our guy, our favorite pitcher for a long time, Wade Miley. Uh, and the other one, former Orioles stud. Orioles won a big trade when they acquired Scott Feldman. Remember that one? I uh, do. And he was on the other side of that. Seven innings, four hits, one earned run. Uh, so he was he was not too shabby himself. So nice, fast game that ultimately uh, resulted 
in an Orioles victory. Jabby Burns, a 2-1 Orioles victory, and capped off a really awesome road trip for our Baltimore Orioles. A nice long, was it 11 game, three yep. or 11 day, three city road trip. Uh, and, and they come out uh, looking looking pretty good uh, on the other side of that one returning home. So Yep. Good and stuff. it's the way they did it too, guys. I have to I have to be honest with you. It's fun to actually see a team think about it. If I told you before this trip, um, especially going into just this, this series in Cincinnati, that uh, Kevin Gossman would 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 grab the wrong glove and become Evaldo Jimenez in the game on Monday or uh-huh. Tuesday, and then he switched gloves and, and, and all of a sudden, I mean, it's a ball. If I was Evaldo at this point, after what he's done against the National League, also got a knock in that game too, by the way. Um, and I just a hit, not an RBI, but yeah. Yeah. Um, he, if, if Abaldo doesn't go to a national league team in his next contract, I have no idea what he's doing with his life because he dominates the national league. Every time we're in interleague, if you look at his interleague numbers they are un- unbelievable, uh, dominates the reds and in, in some small sample size there. But I thought that was great. And I thought Abaldo was, uh, you, you know what the thing is with Zach, when you watch Abaldo and it's a couple nights ago, but you know, right off the bat, which Abaldo you're going to get. I mean, oh, it's yeah. not like you have to wait at all, right? It's kind of like with Chris, right? Like Tillman, you know that it's going to either be a nine-hour game if Chris goes about, I don't know, 60 pitches through two. But Abaldo, if he's got that stuff moving, the ball's moving a little bit, getting some uh, – when he misses bats is when I start to say, well, this could be an Abaldo night. Mm-hmm. He finds a strike zone, which is weird. Um, I thought that was a great, great job by him. And then to have it get followed up by a guy that I rip constantly on the show that I hated when they went out and got him. I just didn't think he fit within this Orioles team. Uh, AL East, fly ball pitcher. And I'm not not the most friendly ballpark in Camden Yards. I'm sorry. Wade Miley was dominant last night. I don't care if it's the Reds. Zach, he was all over the strike zone. His misses were barrel misses. His It's just so great to watch a well-pitched game. And as you pointed it out, 9.50, 10-inning game. Orioles are going to strike out a lot. I get it. But the at-bat from Hardy, mm-hmm. the way they scored that run, Zach, I was couldn't be more impressed. That is legitimate small ball. And the way Hardy had that at-bat after his, quote-unquote, fake triple that he tried to get in the oh, couple God. innings before, which I tweeted out a picture of uh, for, Run Forest Run when, we, when uh, Hardy was running. I thought it was a great exclamation point on a fantastic trip for the Orioles. Yeah, I I totally agree. Uh, going back to that triple, I tweeted uh, not uh, triple, Jim, Jim. Yeah, the <laughs> attempted triple. The uh, Jim Hunter saying he's thinking three are the are the three worst words uh, Orioles fans can ever hear when that. JJ Hardy's running the bases. <laughs> that was good. I mean, come on, come on. But awesome, uh, awesome game for Hardy. Couple hits. Uh, big hit there in the tenth to uh, to to drive in Trumbo, um, you know, doing it with the small ball. They they get they get their home run early from Jonathan Scope who had a four hundred foot shot. Very nice to see. Yep. Uh, and then and then JJ Hardy gets it done. Uh, good road trip for Hardy. I know there's been a lot of uh, uh, talk about how old and slow and you know aged he uh, he kind of looks, but but still getting it done. Two hits, two big hits. Uh, for the Orioles in this one, and, and a nice road trip for him. So uh, great to see, and, and great to see the Orioles look at three cities, uh, three tough opponents. I know the Blue Jays are, are pretty much done, but I don't care. Those those games are going to be tough all year, uh, and they split a two-game series with the Red Sox. They take three of four in Toronto and take two out of three uh, in Cincinnati against a team that I don't think the Reds are going to be fantastic this year, but they went in and, and saw them potentially at the hottest that, that they're going to be and, and took yep. two out of three from them. So. 
Yep, uh, and beat the lefty. Probably, and that kid Jeanette is going to be a stud too. The lefty, lefty that threw uh, two nights ago against Abaldo, who had I think like 11, 12 Ks. He he was fantastic. He'd be a good pitcher for them. And um, you know, it was funny. Somebody uh, during one of the text parties I was on said, "Could we just have one of the Reds because they steal bases? Like, could we just get one of the? I don't even need Billy Hamilton. My, you know what I mean? Like, just one of these guys that, that could help this team. It just shows shows me that the Orioles are such. I mean, the Orioles are an epitome." of an American league team, right? I mean, they are just exactly what, I mean, there's certain teams I bet, for example, I think the Astros could be fine in the national league, right? I just feel like there's different things that they do, not just with power, with speed. There's certain teams that I think would be okay. You know, crossing over the Orioles are such an American league team. It is so evident when you watch them play in a national league, especially a national league ballpark, but for them to get two or three in any ballpark, let alone a, a ballpark on the road um, at the end of a trip when you already pretty much have sewed up a good um, road trip, it just shows me. It goes right back to what I've been saying for years and years and years, Zach. Just win series. And the Orioles right now have won every series, and they have split one. And right now, that's the reason why they're the top of a very, very crowded and very good, early on at least, American League East. Yeah, outside of uh, outside of the Blue Jays, that is. Oh, poor Blue Jays. Who, uh, who I think are, are toast. I think we yeah. can say that. No yeah, Canadian has toast. ever no team yeah. No team has ever started whatever their record is. Uh, not good. Not good. I'm gonna look it up real quick. But no team yeah. has ever started with their record and, and made the playoffs. Well, again, they have a bunch of gr- gritty guys in that locker room, Zach. They're probably gonna bounce together, get together. Gibbons will rally the troops. Batista will have a big locker room speech and those guys will turn it around, right, Zach? Uh, I'm sure that's gonna happen. They're three uh, and right. twelve. Mm. Blue Jays are. Nah, man, my heart. I hurt. Is that my heart 12. that hurts, or what's going on that's, there? That's too bad. That's too bad. Oh, that's uh, too bad. A couple guys I do want to talk about. I want to start with Darren O'Day, who came in mm. had a nice, clean yeah, a- inning last night. Uh, one inning, two strikeouts, uh, recorded ground ball out, nineteen pitches, uh, and he had pitched good. in six days since uh, since pitching against Toronto. I uh, gave up a couple hits and then, but uh, but a couple more strikeouts, getting it done in 19 pitches and and a, a clean inning the day before that. So I know we have talked on this podcast about uh, being a little concerned about Darren O'Day. To me, what I've seen his last three outings is uh, is kind of vintage Darren O'Day, yep. feeling very comfortable when he comes out into his his role. Velocity up. Velocity's up, balls moving. Uh, he's got that riser back too, Zach, with the stuff that kind of just kind of rises up into the strike zone. I thought he kind of got squeezed a couple pitches that within that um, that that three three batters that he got. I was able to kind of grind out the pinch hitter that came up there and, and get us into the tenth inning. Um, I thought he I thought he was great. I really did. And you know, I, I was the one that said, "Hey, Darren O'Day, where is Darren O'Day? We're gonna need him." You know who else looks good on this trip? And listen, I hope Zach Britton comes back, and I hope the MRI that they're gonna have for precautionary reasons. Yeah, only reason why he's getting that is because it's here but when you hear the orioles say precautionary that means he's probably going to be out i don't know eight to ten weeks um i get nervous uh brad brock is yeah i I don't know what to tell you you can talk about stuff you can talk about all the things you want with all the different closers out there and maybe he's not chapman and maybe he's not jansen and maybe he's not britain but he's not that far behind those guys right now Brad Brock uh, is who I wrote about on MassInSports.com this morning, so you can check that out over there. Great work, Jabby Burns. And mm-hmm. I feel the exact same way that you do, Brock. Uh, I, <laughs> so full disclosure, I wrote my piece during the Orioles game and mm-hmm. uh, and was, you know, talking about uh, talking about Brock's first save on on what uh, Wednesday, when in which he came in had a, had a nice clean one two three inning. 
uh-huh. then as this game got closer, I'm like, well, he's going to have a, a chance to come back out here and, and do this again and, and either reinforce my uh, the article that I've written, the, the 750 words that I've written about him, uh-huh. uh, or make me have to find a new subject if he blows a save. But no, he came out <laughs> and, and looked just as solid. And I completely agree with you. I think every sort of stat comparison that we're making right now is is playing with an incredibly small sample um but just know that in his eight innings that he's thrown this year he he looks every bit as good uh as as a closer would in baseball and he's getting he's actually getting more swing and miss uh than britain gets and and that's the big thing is is to remember britain um I mean, last year was just all time. I, I don't think we'll see another year like that from a closer in a, no. a really long time. Um, but a lot of that was just getting soft ground ball outs that, that allowed the Orioles defense, uh, infield defense, to, to do their thing, right? Um, he got a little more swing and miss in his game last year. But Brock is getting more swing and miss than than that to this point through eight innings right through a through a very small sample he's he's got a lot more swing and miss in his game now he's not going to keep the ball on the ground i mean the one uh how many strikeouts did he get last night let's see at least two uh o'day had two he had just one but okay you know fly ball outs are, are going to be more much more common uh for brock than than for britain he he doesn't yeah. keep the ball on the ground uh he got he got Votto to ground out uh, Duvall to strike out and Suarez to uh, they, they call it, they're calling it a line out. I call it a fly out. Either way, the ball's okay. going to be in the air if it's put in play a little bit more than Britain. But he's it, he's more in the traditional sense of a closer with some swing and swing and miss stuff. Oh, uh, and he throws four pitches, right? I mean, Britain throws two, but he really throws one ninety five percent of the time. Um, and At about ninety seven. Basically, all this rambling is is to say that uh, I I think if if Britain is on the shelf for a while, which uh, a precautionary MRI kind of worries me that that is going to be the case, I think Brock's going to step into that role and, and perform at a at a pretty high level. I feel pretty confident in this stuff. Wouldn't the Nats love to have two closers? <laughs> Nats would love to have <laughs> one closer. No, I, you know, it, it's unbelievable. You've been talking about Brock since, uh, you know, at least uh, even before last year. Let's remember, if you look at that trade, you got, he came over from the Padres a years back. Again, Padres just giving up on a guy. You think the Pods couldn't use him in the back of their bullpen? They could. Um, but he's just got, like you said, that swing and miss stuff. And, and when he's out there and, and O'Day is going well, that means less innings on Brock, which I think is huge. I think down the, I think actually now that uh, Buck has got some confidence in Brock, not that he didn't have it before Zach, but could you see sometimes when Zach maybe gets two saves in a row, this could be a point where he says, all right, Brock, you take the ninth now, even when Britain healthy, or do you think he's going to stay with that at this point? Mm, Especially the wear and tear. I think it's hard to take. Especially Britain Buck, off, he doesn't change. Out of that role. Yeah, and, and that's kind of more... That's sort of a new school mentality. Um, I yeah, I'd be curious to see. I, I don't think that would that, that's going to happen. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think I think if Britain's there, he's he's that guy. And look, it's it's great. It's nice to have options and and know that you have two guys capable of doing that. Um, and it's tough. That was that was the other thing I was worried about is is looking at these numbers and knowing. Okay, I think he's got the stuff to pitch in the ninth. And and some some folks will tell you. That if you you know that there is no difference in in pitching in the ninth inning uh, than, than pitching in any other inning and and 
you know, statistically, sure, three outs are three outs, but totally different. It, it is different getting there's those. There's too last many three baseball outs. guys. Yeah, there's too many baseball guys that I listen to on different shows that talk about the difference. That you know, yes, Blake Trinan going back to the Nats. Blake Trinan's got the stuff, right? Tommy Hunter had the flipping stuff. It's not as, as much about the stuff, the makeup, the idea of a, you have to have, be perfect, almost perfect on every pitch. Because guess what? There's no inning after your inning. In the eighth inning, let's say you give up a couple runs, there's a chance still, right? There's still a chance psychologically for your your bats to get together to kind of help pressure. you out pick you up that kind of thing the pressure of throwing strikes i think first pick strikes are so important in the ninth inning getting ahead especially when you have the stuff that brock and britain have because now as a batter you're sitting there going well i got one strike on me he's probably gonna throw a couple more strikes here i i, I gotta swing at something terrible and that's why you see some of these batters swinging at pitches like our boy adam or scope would pitch would swing at in the fifth or sixth inning um you know you get you get one of those um Okay, so you have Brock as your guy, I think, this week. I, I think from this trip, I, I have to tell you, I, it's really interesting. This team, Think about what they did on this trip and how bad your boy Manny Machado is going right now, too. He is now, at this point, Zach, I'm at the point of saying he's pressing, and I'm not saying pressing for contracts. I don't even want to talk about that. He's going to get paid regardless, right? That That is such a terrible narrative, in my opinion, if you think that that's what he's worried about. That's two years away. That's something that I don't think is in his head. But I do think at this point... He was kind of feeling okay, still kind of loose. But during this trip, Zach, I've seen him swing at some pitches that were I haven't. I've seen some of the other guys in this team swing at. But Manny swung at a pitch yesterday that that even my son Jackson looked at me and said, "Dad, I have never seen Manny swing at a pitch that far outside the zone." And I, I think you're right. I think at this point, also, he's hitting the balls on the screws, Zach. But sometimes guys are making plays. Last night, second baseman made a fantastic play on a ball at the middle, hit a ball. Now they're, they got a little bit of a shift on Manny now too. If you notice that, the Reds play, employed a little shift on him. So. Now they got somebody almost basically playing behind second base. Think about what this team's doing and the fact that your uh, AL MVP is hitting up, I think, around buck sixty. Yeah, his batting average is one seventy six. All point. right, yeah. he got a hit yesterday. Yeah, uh, I mean, again, I'm not worried. I'm not, I'm not ready to be worried. I'm happy where we're at. But think about it: if you have Manny Machado, and I think many people do have him in the conversation for MVP, and your team is sitting where you're at right now, it shows that this team doesn't rely on just one person whatsoever, yeah. right? That's, it's, yeah. it's everything that you go. You're getting big hits from Hardy. I, I think what you talked about yesterday, Hardy being healthy, completely changes this team and is way more important than I think a lot of people give credit for too is to what he, this guy does not only on the infield because you know it's an out when it's hit to him but him to come up with a two out hit like that a grinder type at bat that he had those are the kind of games you have uh, to get from guys like him scope kind of turning it around a little bit I think his average is up over 300 he's sitting a little makes more contact or he's going to strike out a little bit I think Chris Davis has been fantastic at the beginning of the year to kind of help it just think about what happens when Manny Machado does start hitting and he will start hitting don't worry about that yeah Yep, uh, one eighty nine batting average on balls in play for Manny Machado. Yep, he's gonna that'll change. Again, fine. someone's going to be bitter because he's going to go on a hot streak and go like eight for fifteen in a series, and I hope it's this weekend against the Red Sox. Zach. Yeah, that'll be that'd be ideal. Mark Trumbo hasn't hit a home run in a while either. Every time he stepped up to the plate, that was what Jim Hunter was mentioning. It's been yeah, however he had many a nice bats since. But uh, remember, he scored the game winning run. He was also got a, a double the other way. Starts hitting the ball the other way. I think Trumbo could be coming out of whatever it is. But with Trumbo, I, I expect that right. He's going to go through those stretches where we know, right. you know, Mark Mark's going to get hot and run into a bunch of balls as well. I just see that. I, I guess what I love about this team, Zach, is I'm not saying they're completely 
huge with depth, right? I'm not trying to say that, but there's a lot of guys coming up with a lot of plays, doing a lot of things to help this team win from top to bottom, from manager all the way down to bat boy at this point. It is a complete team effort, and that's what I like to see, especially early in the season, because again, you're not going to win it in April, but you can lose it like the Blue Jays. Yeah, and they and they definitely have. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they open up a series tonight uh, mm. in in Baltimore, back in town. Finally. And, and shocker, it's an AL East opponent, Jaddy Burns. <laughs> oh, what, the Reds aren't in the AL East? No, no. Three games yeah. against a non-AL East opponent, and then it's back to, let's see, uh, Red Sox, Rays, Yankees are uh, mm. next up. Good. And I'm then fine Red Sox let's again. Go. So there you go. That's fine. Let's go. I know uh, Drew Pomerantz on the bump uh, really uh, shut down the birds uh, up in Boston. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we were up there. Lefty's always really tough on the Orioles, as you saw the other night with the guy from the Reds. But I think our best pitcher on the bump, your boy, Dylan Bundy, um, who's been just fantastic. His last start against the Blue Jays, I thought he could have went deeper in the game, bigger lead, so they, they was able to kind of shut him down a little bit. 2-1 and one with a 1.86 ERA, 17 strikeouts against only three walks, Zach. That is what I like to see. So how funny is it that we're going to go Hubaldo, quality start, Miley, quality start, and then Dylan Bundy on the bump against the Red Sox. Uh, could we get three straight quality starts? Mm, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Pitching's getting it done. I, I like what they're doing. Yep, and, but we're not uh, playing the Reds anymore. Uh, the, no, the, that's the, true. That's Red true. Sox have come out of it a little bit. They got a huge uh, game from Chris Sale last yesterday against the Blue Jays, 13 Ks. They brought in Kimbrel in the ninth. I don't know why. They did. Kenry Morales ran into one, tied it. They go to the extras. Guess who hooks it up? Mookie Betts is heating up, by the way, and he's hitting 417 with two homers, three RBIs off of one Dylan Bundy. Mm. All right. Well, it's it's Bundy Day. Uh, it is Bundy Day. Fun Day Bundy. Yes. And I, He'll I, be in a I lot of DraftKings lineup. He will indeed. I hope so. Yeah. Um, all right, real quick. When it, we'll, the rest of the series is Sunday could be a washout, so we'll see what happens. A lot of rain's expected here over the weekend, so hopefully we're able to get all these games in. But uh, we got the biggest Caps game in – oh, I mean since yesterday or two days ago, Zach. <laughs> uh, game 5, Verizon Center. After what they did the other night, Zach, in one of the more impressive Caps games that I've seen this season – Tom Wilson is a flipping hero to me to do what he did on that shift. If you haven't seen it diving in, in my opinion, changing the series, I think that's a series changing play because not only does he stop the goal from coming in from diving over hoping to make the play goes back the other end, this Toronto native taking care of business against, against a team that the coach said, and I don't know if you heard this before the series act, you probably did. Backcock said nothing against Tom Wilson, but he's not somebody that we need to really worry about as opposed to others on that team. Well, you got to worry about him now, son, because yeah. he not only took care of business at stopping a goal, went back down, got two big goals in that game and crushed. I mean, completely ruined a guy on the sidelines of the Maple Leafs. I can't see the, the team from the, the from D.C. turning back at this point, I actually think they're going to win the next two, Zach. What says you? Mm, I like that. I like that. I like uh, I feel better about them returning home for uh, for, mm-hmm. for this one. I feel good about I that. I want to go so bad. Uh, that would be that'd be awesome. I think a lot of this comes down to Holpe and, and nothing he's done has been terrible, you know, but he just yeah. hasn't been as solid as uh, as the Caps have known him to be this year. So I, I think, you know, him him coming out with a really strong effort to discourage uh, Toronto 
tonight is is, is going to be really big. I think so. Uh, I'd I'd like to see him. And some of it's been been bad bad bounces, bad luck. But I would really like to see that that luck uh, and those bounces be on his side in tonight's game and tonight's win and really discourage uh, the Caps opponent and, and hopefully lock it down in, in two more games. That that would be nice, Jab. That, that's what I'm rooting for. So uh, win tonight and a win uh, on Sunday at Toronto and, and move on. Don't don't make this thing go seven games. No, and especially it's now that uh, Pittsburgh took care of business last night, taking out Columbus. It also shows you how tough this – I keep, keep saying this, Zach. It's the hardest, the hardest trophy to win in sports – you know, think about if we were doing a podcast in Chicago. Now, I'm not going to go crying for Chicago. They got plenty of championships in the hockey, and they got one. In, I, I heard they won in baseball. I don't know if they're done yeah, celebrating, so. but they might have might have won one in baseball. Um, so I'm not going crying, and they got a couple NBA titles as well. But think about that getting swept. If the Caps were swept by the Maple Leafs in this series, who I think, by the way, the way they're playing, I am so glad to be done with the blue, with the Maple Leafs, if possible, because every time they get down by a couple goals, you just expect them to come back. They never give up. Great goalie or great, um, you know, guy on the bench in Badcock who's been there before with the with the Red Wings. Uh, just a fantastic uh, assemble of young players on that team. They're actually fun to watch too. Um, but I think the Caps, I think, have just completely seized the opportunity that, like, hey, listen, we can come back. We can really step on your throat. I don't know what the uh, record is of teams that win game five. I just know that if you win game five, you're in a good position. Yeah. Yep. Most definitely. Yep. All right. Finally, Zach, before we go, or uh, Ravens, uh, schedule came out. You don't care about schedule. I don't care about a schedule. <laughs> I really don't. It's not just that it's the Ravens. I just don't care about the schedule because you keep talking about this is a win, this is a win, this is a win, oh this, win, this is a win. Yeah. I'm sorry. You don't know who you're going to play because if you played the Cowboys, for example, they were on your schedule last year after the year they had the year before, you were probably like, well, that's a W. The Cowboys suck. Yeah. No, the Cowboys rolled you, and that's what happened. Uh, they opened against the Cincinnati Bengals uh, on, on uh, September 10th. Uh, they have one, two, three, looks like three, at least three, one, two, three, yeah, at least three, four um, primetime games. A 9.30 start in Wembley just against the home team Jacksonville Jaguars, who I guess own Wembley Stadium at this point. They do. Um, you know, uh, they, the Ravens also get a home Monday night game, first time yep. since 2012, That's I think it was, or one. 2013, against the Houston Texans. Um, I know you didn't peruse the schedule or go up and down or anything along those lines. The big thing for me, Zach, is where their bye date is. I think that's huge, more towards the middle of the year, November 12th. Um, after they play my Titans. Um, what what says you in regards to the schedule? What says you about this Ravens in general? Because I think we got to ramp up and do some type of, uh, I got to do some research on this draft coming up next Thursday. We do, and and uh, I, I got to do that too because I'm just in full-on baseball <laughs> hockey mode. Hockey, my, I got uh, you. I'll, to the point where my phone buzzed, the, the team stream, Bleacher Report <laughs> app buzzed last night saying, uh, NFL schedules release. And I'm like, holy crap, that was today. Uh, yeah. that, that's, that's where I'm at right now. I'm with uh, you, bro. With the NFL. So my, my big, uh, NFL news is, is trying to figure out which, uh, team my dad is going to pick in, uh, in his decision, whether it be the Miami Dolphins yes. uh, or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So that's as invested in the NFL as, as I am right now. I will say this. I find it interesting that usually they get a buy after you go to Wembley. The Ravens are not only not going to get a bye after they go to Wembley. Now, let's remember, flying to Wembley for the Ravens is like flying to San Diego. It's a, basically the same type of flight, okay? It's five hours. Time change, obviously, a little bit different there, but I still don't think it's that big of a deal for these people, especially guys and athletes that do this that much. But, Zach, 
to have to come home that following week and then play your Pittsburgh Steelers, I find interesting. Um, that's the one thing on the schedule that I – but somebody's got to do it, right? And it's rather have an East Coast team. They usually give it a bye in between. I bet the Ravens would give up that bye week to have the bye week later in the, in the year like they have it, I think, than yeah. um, having to worry about that early in the season. So that shouldn't be a big problem. But, yes, I think that's the way we should end the show. Tweet us at Baltimore Sports Report. Tweet at Zach w- underscore Will. Is that yes, what you're sir. Yep. Give him an underscore. I mean, is there another Zach Wilt? There out there? is. Yes. Well, let's buy him out. All right. Um, what about Zach Wilt BSR? Yeah, I could do Don't that. Don't change it. Branding's there. No, you're right. Underscores money. Um, at Jabby Burns on Twitter. I'm very active. Um, or just hit G Unit. What's your What's your pops uh, Twitter account? MGW. Hold on. I can find it. Well, well Zach it. figures that out. We need, up, to, yeah. we need you guys out there, the one of nines. First of all, G-Unit is a mainstay on this show, one of the biggest P1s, but probably the one of nine. He might be the one of the nine. Um, he's trying to find a new team. And, you know, spoiler alert, he's not going to be living in Maryland that much longer, and he's moving down to FLA to be reunited with his son, and it feels so good. So here's the question I have for you guys out there. He is – pick between two teams. I don't know where, he, where he's heard this before, but let's hear me out on this one. Uh, he's trying to pick between two teams, the Miami Dolphins or the Tampa Bay Bucks. Give us your idea. You know, just, just hashtag Bucks, hashtag Fins. We'll put it together. He's looking for a little help. If you're not friends with him on the Book of Face or on the other, you know, I, I guarantee your dad's not on Snapchat. Um, <laughs> so hit him up. Find out what, what he's at. Zach will give you his handle. Find out. Help MGW him out because I've been there before. MGW965. MGW965 on Twitter. That's, there there's some people calling already. Um, <laughs> no, I, I think it's a great idea. I don't know where he got it. I, I think, um, it, yeah. and again, I told him last night. I'm down for the Sarasota Bucks. So if, if you're into that, that's who I'm going with. I think Miami's a little bit too trendy for a guy who's kind of gone through this in the past year. You have to do a lot of research, do some soul. And by the way, your dad is about as big a sports fan as I know. So he will take this very serious. And for me, it's the pewter. It's famous Jameis. It's it's my boy Mike Evans on the outside. Let's go, Bucks. There you go. All right, that's one vote. So <laughs> keep him coming in. Happy Friday. <laughs> Yeah. Happy Friday, Jabby Burns. All right. I, I will. I got to run, but uh, enjoy the weekend. Uh, always good talking to uh, to you and, and talking some sports. Uh, have a great weekend, Jabby Burns. Bring it, bring us home a victory tonight. I will do that, my friend. And uh, two or three from the Sox, and let's go, Caps. Yes. All of that. All of that. For Jabby Burns, I'm Zach Wilt. Thank you so much for listening to Baltimore Sports today. Enjoy your weekend. Talk to you again on Monday.